Welcome to an extra awesome episode of SLP Happy Hour. We are a podcast for SLPs with big hearts who are looking for ways to improve the lives of ourselves and the humans we work with. In this podcast, we discuss habit change, realistic things we're trying to do to make our home and work lives happier and healthier, and we also share specific how-tos so you can leave feeling confident about working with your clients. We are the How-To and Habit Change Podcast, and if you're a like-minded SLP, welcome. Let's learn together. This podcast will help you maintain your cool and calm in a helping profession full of ups and downs and moments of chaos. Over here at SLP Happy Hour, we are all about more calm and less chaos. I'm Sari Wu, and if you are new here or have been around for a while, I'm in my second year of being an SLP, my first year of my CCC SLP, and I love to travel, try new foods, and watch the Gilmore Girls. When I'm stressed, I stress clean or exercise, or I stress talk Sarah's head off. (laughs) And I'm Sarah Lockhart. I'm an SLP of more than a decade, and I work in private practice, telepractice, and I'm a short-term travel SLP. Sarah and I have bonded over our mutual love of Gilmore Girls, (laughs) and I'm a voracious book reader. I love watching The Great British Baking Show Mm -hmm. or any British TV, really, and I can whip up a batch of awesome cookies without looking at a recipe. When I'm stressed, I bake. Or watch British TV. But I wish that I stress cleaned or exercised like Sari because that sounds much more protective. Um, A huge welcome to you if you're new. You know, we do this podcast because we share information that we need to hear as busy SLPs with often too much work to do, not enough time, and probably some perfectionistic standards that are creeping up in there too. This podcast is what keeps me going some days because we talk about how to enjoy our work and our home lives even more and we share with you our struggles and what we are doing to work on them in real time and it all starts now this episode we talk about what we're trying out to create better evening routines and discuss lessons we've learned in our first year of podcasting So we'll share five lessons that we've learned in this first year of podcasting, and boy, has this been a learning curve. And we discuss job crafting, what is it, and what can you do to craft your own? First up, a quick announcement. If you want to have an awesome winter... We know we do. uh, We have a winter bucket list freebie that's going out to our email subscribers all winter long. So go to our website, slphappyhour.com. Sign up, and a huge thank you to Rebecca from Adventures in Speech Pathology for designing the freebie, and we will link up with her website in the show notes. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank all of our sponsors for today's show. We truly couldn't have moved forward with Season 2 without them. SLP Now is one of our sponsors. SLP Now provides you with tons of materials for your pediatric caseload at the click of a button with monthly memberships. You can find SLP Now and special pricing at slpnow.com slash happy. This episode is also sponsored by us. One of our values in this season is community, and that means building relationships in real life with other SLPs, friends, and family. I've created a workbook for you if you want to focus, like we do, on building your relationships and friendships this year. So if that sounds good to you, go to our homepage, slphappyhour.com, and there will be a pop-up and you can get the download there or at slphappyhour.com slash community freebie, which again, we'll link to in the show notes. 
And now, onto the show. Let's get going our first episode of season two. First up, we wanted to share one personal and one podcast goal that we are working on moving forward this season. Sari, I know I've got a few in mind. How about you? Are you kidding? It was hard to choose just two. (laughs) I know. I want to work (laughs) on all the things. So here's mine. Uh, So for the podcast, our values words this year are community and simplicity. So those are two things that we are working towards. So I want to simplify the podcast process behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. And then personally, I want to get my evenings back. I want to not work late. I want to not bring work home (laughs) and have my evenings with my family. Well, mine are fairly similar. One of mine is to improve and streamline the editing process for the podcast. And then my personal goal is uh, to spend less time at work and more time with my family and friends. So why did we choose values words and what do community and simplicity mean to us? So first of all, one of the reasons we chose community is personally, I've been expanding on the idea of community since I've been exposed to Priya Parker's work. She wrote a book called The Art of Gathering. I haven't read the book yet, but plan to, and I've listened to several interviews. And her idea is that community is a form of collective self-care. I love that idea because we're all about taking care of yourself here, but we live in a community. We live in a culture. And the more I've gotten my homebody self (laughs) out into the world, creating and nurturing healthy communities, I've gotten more and more excited about this concept. My husband and I have had more people over for dinner. And you and I, Sari, got way out of our comfort zone when we went to Asha in November. Uh And we made so many new friends. So community is an integral part of self-care. Self-care is an integrated approach to taking care of ourselves and our communities, and the interaction between the two is something that's really been interesting me lately. As far as simplicity, I can describe this one more quickly. Um, I can make things personally more complicated and do more than I need to, so I'm working on valuing even more simplicity. Mm. I'd say that I have quite a bit of simplicity in my home life, but not so much in my work life at the moment. So just to tag into that, um, to me, community is just like what Sarah said. It's feeling more connected with um, the other professionals in our community. I do think it's important to have a strong and connected SLP community, um, but I also think it's important to have a friend and um, professional community outside of just being an SLP. But Definitely most important, having a good SLP community to help support you through uh, those stressful times, for sure. As far as simplicity, um, I think that things today just are so complicated. Our work is so complicated. The paperwork is so complicated. The kids are more complicated. And I would like to uh, help support finding ways to help simplify our work life and ultimately simplify the balance between our work and our home life. This is our season premiere of season two of the SLP Happy Hour podcast. We've got champagne to celebrate, and we want to let you know that we appreciate you so much for listening. We had no idea when we started this podcast what it would turn into, the opportunities that it would provide, or how fun it would be. Yeah, and we're still figuring out this podcasting thing, and we're coming back after taking a few months off to identify our vision even more clearly work out some sound issues, and plan out the year. 
We joke that season one was our CF year, <laughs> and now our podcast has its CCCSLP. Um, we are still figuring things out, but are so excited for what season two has in store. And first up, this season we are focusing on happiness and habit change. Why habit change? Because by developing healthier, more consistent habits, we can get a big bang for our buck. Habits are a small change that can make big differences as far as our emotions, our physical health, and our mental health. That's right. And our first how-to this season is a biggie, at least for me. We know that we can't control everything, although sometimes as a bit of a type A leaning SLP, I sometimes wish I could. Yeah, I'm on the A slash B spectrum, maybe exactly in the middle of that bell curve, but I still have moments when I wish I could control it all. Thank goodness we can't actually. So <laughs> because of all this, we're focusing on letting go of our type A leanings and what we can't control or change and focusing on changing what we can change via habit change. And the wisdom to know the difference. That's right. That's the serenity prayer and some darn good advice. Up this episode, evening routines. How do we do them? Do we, in fact, actually do them? And how are we trying to change our habits to develop healthier and more consistent, calm evening routines? And we're focusing on the realistic here. We're going to be honest and give you something that you can implement now. Well, not now because you're listening to us, but soon. <laughs> yep, there are too many long, unrealistic evening routines out there, especially on the internet, that no real live human being actually can accomplish. We aren't about that here. We are saying no to complexity and bringing on the simplicity, dare we say, serene evening routines. Exactly. So... For me, I know I should do an evening routine, but I either get really gung-ho and develop, you know, something long and complicated and unrealistic, and then I feel bad when I don't do it, <laughs> or I do no routine at all. But I know routines are important. Why? Because a consistent evening routine can help you increase your calm, transition from work to home, and be more present for your family, and honestly, probably sleep better at night. So, Sari, let's figure it out. Um, Sari, have you been any more successful than I have? I've tried a lot of different things, but honestly, none of them seem to stick. My evening routine turned into a routine for preparation for the following day, rather than unwinding at the end of the night. That's such a good insight. I feel the same. So, shower, prep breakfast, prep lunch, pack your work bag for the next day. That's preparation, but mm -hmm. that's not relaxation. Mm -hmm. So we've been your guinea pigs because we want you to be able to learn from what we've done wrong and what we've done right. Uh, so, Sari, what does your evening routine look like now and what are you trying to problem solve? Okay, well, I'll be honest. I haven't been able to hold down a routine in the evenings. Every evening, it's a surprise for what I'm going to do before I go to bed in the Woo household. I'd love to say that I take time to meditate, drink my chamomile tea, and then read a book before turning out my light at the exact same 8 o'clock bedtime every night. But that just doesn't happen. So what I'm trying to do to problem solve is just pick one of these things to prioritize. And to me, the most important thing is that I'm in bed at a decent time. I need a set time that I can get into bed. Otherwise, I stay up late. And those of you who have been listening for a while know that I get up early to exercise, and that doesn't bode well for me when I'm up too late the night before. 
I need a bedtime to adhere to. Otherwise, I can't ever even hope of establishing a doable evening routine. So I'm starting small, but I think it'll help. Mm, yeah, you're more of a night owl and I'm more of a morning person. So at eight, I have no trouble being in bed because I'm so exhausted. <laughs> but um, have you tried anything to help you get to bed on time? So like I've heard some people like set an alarm that goes off when it's time to transition to the bed. To bed. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes it's nice to just have that reminder. So it's like the alarm, you know, on your phone or, you know, your alarm clock, the same one that wakes you up in the morning to have that ding when it's time to brush your teeth or go to bed. I haven't tried it, but I'm going to. Okay. It's it's worked for me, but I'm also like, I'm so tired that I sometimes don't need it. So um, (laughs) that and doing my nighttime routine it's early instead of when I'm tired. So like I wash my face right when I get home. And then after I eat dinner, I brush my teeth immediately because I'm too tired um, later at night. Okay, so I'll try it and then I will report back. Yeah, so we'll see. It's worked for me. We'll see if it works for you. It may or may not. But um, that's where all my answers and good advice flies out the window. <laughs> uh, and I talk about my evening routine. So most of our longtime listeners know I'm right there with Sari, so I struggle mightily with evening routines. Um, I've talked about it before. I'm tired when I get home. I don't have much energy left in my reserves. I'm also a morning person, so I've got no energy in the evening, and then I get up really early in the mornings, and I'm full of energy. So I don't want to stay up later or expend more energy on an evening routine. So here's what I'd like to try. A two-step evening routine. Just two steps. That's it. Meditate for 10 minutes, stretch for 10 minutes. Have I done it? Even though I've known that this episode is coming <laughs> up? No. But am I aiming for it? <laughs> yes. So maybe now that, you know, you listening and you, Sari, um, are here, you'll encourage me along the way. So that's my goal. Two-step routine and to do that two nights a week next week. So that's it. Two steps, two nights. And you know, starting small and realistic makes sense. It takes some of the pressure and guilt away when you don't feel like you have to do a billion things every single day. We already have enough things that we have to do. And an evening routine shouldn't feel like a to-do list. It should be a time that we take for ourselves to relax and calm down from our day so we get a nice, restful sleep. I've learned a lot about what works and what doesn't work for me with evening routines, which is why I have to start small here. And speaking of lessons learned... I'm curious to hear more about what you've learned in this first year of podcasting, Sarah. (laughs) I've learned a lot, and I'd be interested to hear yours too, Sarah. So first up, an ad break. Thank you for supporting the businesses that keep things running here at SLP Happy Hour. Season one was a real reality check for us as much as what it really costs to maintain a podcast. So during the break, we crunched some numbers and realized we really did need to pick up on sponsors in season two. So thank you to our sponsors for keeping things going. And here's the ad break. Everyday Speech is sponsoring this episode. Everyday Speech provides a huge online library of social skills materials, including social skills videos, interactive web games, and hundreds of printable activity packets. Everyday Speech has materials for working on conversation skills, problem solving, self-regulation, and even more skills that our kiddos work with on a daily basis. With a huge library of materials and new materials being added every month, there's something for everyone. The best part is all their materials are no prep, so you've got hundreds of instant lessons ready to go. All you have to do is press 
play. With their advanced searching and filtering, all it takes is a couple of clicks to find the perfect material for your next session. You can get a no obligation 30 day free trial so you can try it out and see if it's a fit. And listeners get 10% off their first year by visiting everydayspeech.com happy. That's everydayspeech.com happy for a 30 day free trial and 10% off your first year. Running your own practice has its share of challenges and there never seems like there's enough time to get everything done that needs to be done. Administrative tasks are necessary, but so time consuming. Imagine streamlining that admin work that can take up so much of your time every day. With simple practice, you can automate client reminders to help your clients avoid missing appointments, set up auto pay and easily file insurance claims, Perfect for pediatrics and adults, simple practice lets you access all of your information in one place, saving you time. Simple practice is mobile friendly and works with any laptop or tablet. The mobile app makes seeing clients and documenting sessions seamless and easy, and their secure client portal gives your clients the ability to complete intake forms, view invoices, and make payments completely paperless, saving them time. Haven't you been waiting for something like this long enough? Visit paperlessslp.com and get started today with a 30-day free trial and run your practice the simple way. Simple practice for SLPs, it's about time. Now, we're back with our next segment. Since this is an extra awesome episode to celebrate one year of podcasting, we (laughs) wanted to reflect on our first year of podcasting and share with you what we've learned. So here we go. Uh, Lesson one, you need to ask for help when you need it. (laughs) Lesson two, you can take a break whenever you feel like it. No excuses needed. So an example is we took a two month break. So just (laughs) when you need a break, just take it. How about you, Sari? Um, Lesson three, it's okay to say no, something I'm still working on. Uh, Lesson four, your body lets you know when you're doing too much, so listen to it. And lesson five, it's important to prioritize finding time to do the things that bring you joy. This podcast brings me a lot of joy. (laughs) Um, I love that those are all life lessons, so they aren't specific at all to podcasting. They're just things we've learned through podcasting, but they aren't necessarily about podcasting. Mm -hmm. So I hope at least one of those lessons is helpful to you. And honestly, we keep learning every single day. So we want to share with you as we learn. And we hope this is helpful to someone listening. And next up, Sari talks about job crafting. How to turn the job you have right now into your dream job. And I can't wait to hear more. But first up, an ad break. A quick mention, we are donating a portion of the money we get from ads to Charity Water, a fabulous organization that provides clean drinking water to those who need it, and we'll link it up in the show notes. As SLPs, we know that reading research articles is time-consuming. One thing that's helped me is my membership to the Informed SLP, The Informed SLP is an advertiser on this podcast, but I pay for my own membership because it's so helpful. Let the Informed SLP help you by doing the research for you. They search all the top SLP journals 
every month looking for articles that are highly relevant to your daily practice, and they provide you with plain language summaries of the most clinically applicable research. It's how smart SLPs do EBP. You can join by going to theinformedslp.com and you'll get 50% off your first three months with the code SLPHAPPYHOUR. And we are back with a topic that we are both really excited to dig into, job crafting. What is job crafting, you ask? Well, it essentially means turning the job that you have into the job that you want. When I started my CF year in my current school district, I felt pretty lucky because I started out with a fairly small caseload, to be honest, and the job basically was my oyster. But that's actually really hard for a CF to manage in some ways because you don't exactly know what you want the job to be yet. So now that I have a year under my belt and I know more about what works for me and what doesn't, and that goes for how I organize tasks, how I communicate with team members, how I balance my work and my home life. Um, so, for example, last year, I alternated days. I was at different schools. And so every single day I was at a different school. And I found that that was really difficult for me to be switching and constantly packing things back and forth to the different schools, not to mention coordinating meetings or attending regularly scheduled staff meetings between schools. So this year, I changed that up. So I'm at my home base school three days back to back during the school week and the other schools the other days. And I scheduled it so that I can make their student study team meetings. And it was honestly one of the best things I could have done. It has made a huge difference. And this was a change that I made from last year that I'm using just as an example. But each week I am constantly analyzing my practices to figure out what's working and what I need to job craft to make work better. Mm -hmm. So that's one change you made to make the job you wanted to have into the job you had and have. Mm -hmm. So Sari, how did you go about making that change this year, and what has it meant to you? Well, first of all, I just feel more rooted having a home base, and I felt really fortunate that when I talked to the administrators in the buildings, they were all on board and really supportive. And I'm glad you did that, because stepping out and asking for help is not easy. Mm -hmm. So this advice is something that's incredibly specific to each person's job, but it's also similar to the whole. So you teach people how to treat you or how to interact with you. And so here's just some ideas that could be job crafting. Um, have a consistent way you respond to interactions with your email inbox and voicemail and people coming in your room and stick to it so that other people's agendas don't hijack your day. Put some time into your schedule for testing and paperwork and stick to it if at all possible and when it's possible. Have a consistent system if you work in the schools for screenings, how long they take and how someone can request them. Have a consistent method with boundaries for how clients, students, and parents, depending on your work setting, can contact you outside of the time they have scheduled with you and stick to it. So an example would be a home to school communication form or communication notebook or whatever works for you. Also consider any flexibility you can have in your schedule. 
calling in or video chatting into meetings at other schools when it isn't your day to be there to cut down on that transportation time. If there is an area you want to learn more about, doing your continuing education credits in that area and seeing if your employer can help you pay for them to increase your knowledge and confidence in a certain area, um, feeling like you have a specialty can increase your job satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And those are all little things that you can do to help. And I'm sure that you all can think of ideas that are even more specific to your particular job and your work setting. I do want to mention that there are SLP jobs out there where no amount of job crafting can solve the issue. Mm -hmm. I am totally passionate about teaching SLPs to take better care of themselves, but we say this all the time, there is not enough self-care in the world to self-care your way out of a bad job or a job with unreasonable demands. So quick mention, if you feel anxious before going into work, if you feel like your energy is completely drained at the end of the day, if you feel like you just don't care anymore, you could be going through a phase of burnout or pre-burnout. So get help, get support. I've been there. I got help, I got support. Get someone to help you walk through what you can try to do to make your job more manageable. And if that doesn't work, start to consider other options. That's right. You are an awesome SLP mm -hmm. and life is too short to be miserable. So I'd like to move this forward with a challenge. Anyone who's listened before knows I'm horrible with boundaries and email. I have a ton of email accounts that I check way too often. So here's my job crafting challenge to myself. I don't know if I'll need it, but you all can keep me accountable. Um, check email once a day after lunch and leave it at that. This would be crafting my job because it would change my own expectations of how often I'll check email, but it also trains my coworkers on how long it'll take me to respond, which is a boundary. Thankfully, I have great coworkers right now, but even with a fabulous team, boundaries are healthy. Okay, so mine is to leave work every day by five. Um, I'm going to set an alarm for when I need to pack up that goes off daily. And this is a challenge for me because I don't like leaving things undone when I leave work for the day. But if I want to make progress on my personal goal of spending more time with my family, I am going to have to get used to it. Ugh, I feel you, Sarah. And it's so it's not easy to walk away. So mm -hmm. sometimes it feels better to stay and just finish up those loose ends. But when that becomes a habit, you start to realize that having too much work to do is a reflection on the job mm -hmm. and the demands of a job. And it's not a reflection on you or your productivity or your ability to be a great SLP. Yes, it's definitely easier said than done, that's for mm -hmm. sure. But it's a big goal of mine for this year. Well, let me know if I can help keep <laughs> you accountable. Uh, I struggle too. Uh, it's taken me a long time to get a tiny bit better at this, but I've still got a long way to go. <laughs> so there you have it. That's what we've got for this episode of SLP Happy Hour. So advice from this episode is to consider if job crafting could be a way for you to increase your job satisfaction and do more of the tasks you enjoy doing. To start this process, identify your biggest challenge right now. Is it getting paperwork done on time, taking data, not getting interrupted so you can actually get the job done, and brainstorm some ideas that could fix it. And you're welcome to brainstorm with us if you'd like. Do it and make your job that much better for it and let us know how it went. 
and this has been our season premiere episode. <laughs> I'm getting a little teary-eyed about it. Um, we've worked really hard to get this season going. Um, so we hope you found this episode helpful, informative, and that you've learned something along the way. By sharing our experiences with each other, we can all become stronger members of the SLP community and more forgiving of ourselves. If you learned something new from this episode, please share it with a friend. Make sure you are subscribed and please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find out more about us at our website, slphappyhour.com, or we're on social media as SLP Happy Hour. We hope this episode was a little slice of an SLP Happy Hour for you. We enjoyed recording it. Until next time, this has been SLP Happy Hour. Happy Hour.